everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I am so excited today. We are here to talk mysteries. This is very fun. And I'm Rachel and I'm joined by one of the hosts of the All the Feels podcast. Dory is here. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Dory. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. So why don't you introduce yourself real quick for people that may not be familiar with your podcast and kind of what you do. Sure. Well, I am one of three co-hosts on All the Fields podcast, which is a Hallmark podcast. And every year we do a Hallmark holiday movie bracket where we match up Hallmark movies against each other and see who wins and who comes out on top to be the ultimate winner um, after the holidays. So that's kind of how we started our podcast. And we do cover different movies throughout the year after the holidays, but the holidays are obviously our big season. We, I'm super excited to be here to talk mysteries because we haven't done a mysteries pod on all the fields in a long time. It's gonna help get me back in the groove and I can't wait. Hey. So excited. And you guys all met through work, correct? Or you worked together? Yeah we, all, yeah, we all met through work. We were in just like your standard office setting together in our little cubicles. And Mel and I got to talking about Hallmark movies one year. And so for the first year, we would just kind of discuss the movies at work. And then Mel had the brilliant idea that we should do this bracket. And we totally did the Hallmark movie bracket. It was literally just for us. It was for me and Mel, who's one of my co-hosts. And then our friend Erica joined the team and because she loved Hallmark movies too. And so the three of us decided to make a podcast about it. Yeah. Well, we are very excited. We will be having you guys back on the podcast yes. for a recap coming up there during this holiday season. Have this in, in some ways, it feels like this mystery side of it is just this weird stepchild of Hallmark. <laughs> it's like all this murder and stuff. Like, what is happening? But I know. <laughs> And and I, when I first started, I didn't even want to cover them. I told Amber, I was like, I don't, those because some of them can be a little boring for me uh, because they're just very predictable and i think that almost all of them would be better as one one hour episodic stories i couldn't agree more our movies or yeah you know whatever it ends up being 80 minutes 90 minutes something like that when you count in ads so sometimes they just get a little boring because they're a little stretched stretched out i think I couldn't agree more, and I was very resistant to the mystery game, to be completely honest. Um, And my co-host, Mel, found them, fell in love with them. And she was telling me, I think, for a good year, year and a half, you know, you have to watch these. They're fun. You'll like them. And I'm like, I don't know. I watch a lot of Hallmark as it is. I don't know if I'm going to add one more channel to my plate. I told her, I was like, I don't even know if I get Hallmark movies and mysteries. This does not seem like a good idea. And then I watched the Murder, She Baked movies 
they had like a little marathon and I was like, Oh, I think I can get behind these. I think I'm in. So, but I'm with you. I think a lot of these would be better served as a one hour um, TV show than a two hour movie. And I think we'll get to that a little bit. And some of my thoughts on these movies. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, they obviously use murder. She wrote as a template and that was an hour long show yes not two hours so <laughs> that's kind of yeah an definitely hour long show that i loved growing up yeah. i loved Margaret she wrote yeah it's really fun and you know you should think of all those shows are you know an hour columbo uh murder she wrote i mean i guess columbo was an actual detective but uh but yeah i mean it you do have to accept certain tropes of the cozy mystery genre in these we will talk we're going to talk about the last four that have aired and uh so we will talk about what we liked what we didn't like and uh and we will have i did a poll on uh our twitter and i'll share the some of the thoughts from that as well and so the first one that we're going to talk about because so when i talk about the mysteries on the show on the podcast i divide it up into the murderer the victim family fun which is basically i developed that when talking about garage sale mystery so it's like anything that's sort of extra like whether it's like with friends or family or you know whatever it might be uh so right. like there's a little romance or the like extra stuff i call family fun and then okay. red, red herrings and there's some major red herrings in some of these some more than others <laughs> There sure are. <laughs> I mean, if you, you think uh, some of these is like this town, there's certainly a lot of people that that are <laughs> capable of murdering people. But uh, anyway, uh, so the first one that we're going to talk about is Mystery 101 Words Can Kill. And this is, of course, of course stars Joe Wagner, Christopher Paloha. And the is just when a guest at the college book festival is killed, Amy and Travis clash after he arrests an unlikely person for murder. Amy must fight to prove he's got the wrong person behind bars. So, have you watched the other Mystery 101s? Or was this your first? I've watched them. I actually am, I'm into the Mystery 101 series, I like them. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't really like the second one, I the one with the play. Uh, that one was wasn't yeah. my favorite, and it was, also was kind of weird that I <laughs> I don't know if this is just maybe nobody else noticed this because nobody else watches them all like I do, but it was kind of weird because uh, they they keep recycling different stories. Like Mystery One Hundred One had uh, everything all set in a play. And then Aurora Tea Garden had yeah, mystery yeah. all set in a play, and then the yep. perfect murders mysteries whatever that was all a crime at a wedding, and then Aurora Tea Garden had a crime at a wedding. Yep. <laughs> and, yes. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> we need to. And then also there was a uh, uh, I'm trying to remember one of them had a one about an inheritance and then aurora tea garden like all three of the aurora tea gardens had all been done just like months before 
<laughs> They're just swapping plots yeah. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, so uh, the second one I didn't really love, but the first one I liked, and I love Jill and Chris. They're the best. Chemistry is always what saves the day for me in these. Like even if I'm not crazy about a plot or storylines, that those two are so freaking cute together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what did you think about this one overall? This words um, well, I am a sucker for a, like, um, the wrong person has been arrested and we have to find out <laughs> who really did it to save the day. Uh-huh. Um, so I enjoyed this one. I love that um, Amy's dad is a major character. I like that dynamic a lot. I will say there were a lot of people involved in this. A lot of like random folks showing up and jumping into the plot. And that kind of threw me off and annoyed me a little bit. Um, But overall, I did like it. Yeah. I did. It was a little dry for me, this one, but I agree. The stuff when it's got to the personal, the family fun with, and this guy wasn't really fun, but Amy being mad at Travis for arresting her dad, uh, their sort of clash, uh, the, uh, that uh, Amy struggling with her dad dating this new person, uh, that all was uh, more interesting to me than than the actual shenanigans with what was going on but it did get pretty crazy uh, which i liked oh my gosh (laughs) it got like the whole side story with the super fan like blew my mind i was like this is bananas i can't believe this yeah so there were actually three uh there will there were actually kind of three murders well there was there was three crimes committed right because you have so it starts out with amy getting attacked at her office by this guy named phil jank who's uh he he's so he's kind of a red herring guy uh that he's this sort of corrupt cop corrupt detective he's suspended so he's a red herring and then uh, then they have uh you have rick who was in love with amy's mom and has a beef with graham because of they're both they they were both writing uh that that uh and their publisher betrayed graham's book to rick and then he basically like wrote this you basically stole his book stole his idea right. and uh, <laughs> then uh the so then let's talk about you have hannah steinhausen who is to be the head of the fan club for amy's dad the graham uh winslow fan club in frankfurt or whatever <laughs> i gotta give the the actress she went for it she it was so it was so ridiculous and she was invested that's for sure 
Like, oh, God. and I tend to like these movies better when they're a little campy and they, they're not yeah. super like the Haley Dean ones for me are a little serious. They're a little, yeah. yeah. And whereas, uh, whereas I loved the Emma Fielding one this year, which was totally bonkers and ridiculous. Like there was a whole like secret tunnel and there was this like this society, underground society and these three like pedantic professors that were ridiculous. (laughs) And so that I, I quite enjoyed that one, but, uh, but yeah, so this had definitely had some of that because you have, uh, it starts out with the, uh, with Amy getting attacked and then the uh, publisher, Betsy Crane, uh, that had betrayed the book to Rick, she is killed and in, and her RV is burned to the ground, which is pretty I know, it's crazy. And she also like, that character was making me laugh so hard because she got in a fight with every person she encountered. Like she stormed onto the scene from, from junk. She's following Amy. She's like trying to meet her in the coffee shop, trying to get to her dad somehow. Like this woman, just every scene in the hotel, she's yelling at somebody arguing. It was crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It really was, and uh, the 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 uh, yeah. You as soon as you saw her, you're like, oh, she's she's either the murderer or it's not going to end well for her. Like, <laughs> she she needs to make sure her will is in order very quickly. Not looking good. <laughs> That's the crane. Uh, yeah, and then there's Arnold Van Fleet, who is the brother of our, our Hannah Steinhausen, Joyce Van Fleet, uh, who is spying on uh, Amy. And uh, she goes out there to see, like, who's spying and murdered. <laughs> He's murdered. murdered. Yeah. Murdered. Like, that is one thing with these movies is that they never have the response that I would have if I saw somebody murdered. <laughs> Never. Never. And that scene was so crazy because they're like, I think Amy spots him and she's like, that guy is looking at us from his car. And they go to the car and it's like, you know, gunshot in the chest or whatever, like and his head head turned. I was like, why are you not screaming bloody murder? I mean, I, I, I scream. I, I, I get a start if somebody taps me on the shoulder and I'm not paying attention. You know, I'm like, oh, what, what was that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone walking up to my car and finding a dead man in it. That would be <laughs> very upsetting. <laughs> especially, oh, when, especially when, the, at least with this one, pretty much all the people that were murdered were all people that they didn't know. Because sometimes right. when, when they're people that they know and they just immediately get into sleuthing mode, I'm kind of like, yeah <laughs> like I, yeah i i i wouldn't i wouldn't uh <laughs> and as and I, I do think in this one though it's nice this dynamic that they have because she is a professor and like it's she basically works as a consultant that it right it's a little more believable than here i'm gonna teach you how to be a correct detective while i'm baking 
Oh. Right. <laughs> but Amy, even in the first scene where someone has broken into her office and she is like trampled essentially. Yeah. Quite nonchalant when um when Travis came to investigate what happened. <laughs> I was like, girl, if I had been in my office in the dark and someone had been in the process of robbing it and left and ran me over on foot, I'd be a little shaken up for a few days. She was like, oh, no, no big deal. You, are you coming to the book festival? Like, see you there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah. And I love how these conferences that they always have in these movies just continue on, even if people in the conference are literally murdered. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> I mean, most of these conferences are canceled if there's like a little bit of snow that they don't expect, let alone right. somebody getting murdered. <laughs> right. But, but it's all part of the fun of it. You kind of just have to lean into it. And <laughs> did you feel like the red herrings were, uh, were effective in this one? Because you had the crazy fan, which I actually thought was pretty effective. I, I was like, I don't know. I feel like this lady might have done it because she was like, she was just so creepy and they're, can I give you a ride home? You know, kind of a thing. <laughs> like, she like, made me incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah, she made me incredibly uncomfortable because she was popping up everywhere. Yeah. And so that did have me a little bit concerned. The publisher I never really thought was the killer. But I will agree, the super fan definitely threw me a little bit. But I kind of thought that it was who it was, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. well, it's interesting. So they have this uh, Celia Button, and she is, she kind of becomes sort of Graham's girlfriend. And this is very difficult for Amy to deal with. Because he's, yep. I guess, never dated anybody else since her mother passed. So Rick is then killed while rock climbing. And uh, then uh, it all comes. Uh, <laughs> you find out that, that Hannah, that she murders, I guess, it, is it actually her husband? Not her Yeah, brother? it's her husband. Husband. Yeah. So there, Hannah murders her her husband, and Rick planted the evidence uh, so that Graham would be blamed for the death of yeah. Betsy. Right. Celia kills. Uh, the, she kills the. Uh, she kills Rick. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I got that all right. Yeah. So she kills Rick. Yeah, that was pretty grisly. The whole rock climbing thing i mean that um, i mean and how she was killing folks with rocks and paperweights like that yeah. that's a lot <laughs> and i i didn't suspect her at first i just kind of thought oh this is cute like because her amy's dad does not want to meet with this woman she's his new publisher and so he is avoiding it, doesn't want to go. He finally meets her, sees that she's attractive and English and, you know, adorable and is immediately smitten. So I didn't really suspect her at first. I was just like, oh, this might be a cute little love interest for him. When I did get suspicious was 
when they were, um, when Amy had her crime board out with all the different pictures of potential suspects, and she was very hesitant to put Celia's picture on there. I was mm-hmm. like, mm, yeah. that might be it. I, that, that hesitation there, because she yeah. was kind of clouded, right? Because this, she had kind of put her in a bucket of like, oh, this is the new woman who my dad's seeing. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, but she seems perfectly nice. I like her. We had dinner. I trust her. And so when that happened, I was kind of like, ooh, Mm, well, I don't know if being, so Yeah, she kept being gone for weird times. And yeah. I was like, where did you go? And she didn't really have a good explanation. And so yeah, it was it was a little it was a little uh, deceiving, but uh but yeah, in the end, uh it was it ended up being she had quite the quite the crime spree. <sighs> you never trust those <laughs> you never really <laughs> you never trust those those accents. <laughs> in these kind of movies it's always a little bit suspect but oh my god you are so right she she had a full-on murder spree that she did not have planned <laughs> and she got in an argument with the old publisher betsy right yeah, so she, she kills just, betsy and then kills rick uh yeah. and then uh but did she manipulate it was rick on his own who decided to plead the evidence in graham's car maybe it's been a couple weeks since i saw it so sometimes these details get a little fuzzy so forgive me but anyway so that's that's basically what down i really did like the dynamic between travis and amy as she is very upset with him about arresting graham and i mean frankly given all the murdering that's happening maybe in jail was the best (laughs) was the best for him i don't know (laughs) i might have been he was probably safest behind bars but i agree i think that i really liked that travis just let amy be mad and kind of understood that you know this is not a great position for her to be in like they have essentially a blossoming relationship and then you know he's arresting her dad who he's also close to and it just easy for any of them but they still and even though they even though amy was mad she knew that like she still needed travis to help her out and to help her dad out so it was i i agree i liked those dynamics throughout the movie yeah so how many crowns out of five would you give mystery 101 words can kill um i think i would give it two and a half crowns okay very good yeah i'm gonna give it three crowns and uh because i think i had enough going for it it was fun enough uh but i have it at we've watched so far this year believe it or not 63 hallmark movies wow i know it's insane and i have it at 45 okay yeah I think that sounds right. And I forgot to mention one thing about this movie that I think we really need to bring up is that the true MVP in my mind of the movie was the front desk receptionist at the hotel. (laughs) Yeah. They (laughs) contact her at all hours, (laughs) day and night. 
they have questions for her at every turn and she's always got an answer and she always did it with a smile like oh did those two people just walk outside to have a conversation why yes they did did this person call and request a new owl paperweight in their hotel room yes they did and then in the last scene literally like the cops are bringing are arresting celia like bringing her out and our girl at the front desk is just answering the phone to a random person trying to get a room. She does yeah. not stop. She works hard. And I just could not not give her a shout out. She was my my MVP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny, but very true. She She's a model employee, if I've ever seen one. <laughs> She really was. She had answers to all their questions. She really helped. She yeah. helped solve the murder. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's talk about Mystery One, Mystery 101 Dead Talk, which is like my favorite name to ever exist. I think that is absolutely hilarious. Brilliant. Dead Talk. Dead Talk. I see what you're doing there. Yeah, it's so good. And uh, so this one, Amy heads to Seattle to give a TED Talk style lecture. When a tech genius dies, Amy suspects foul play. When local cops shut her out, Travis joins forces with Amy to figure out the whodunit. So this one, we had uh, our victim is, uh, it starts out at the very beginning. We see this guy yep. named Ray Sweeney is minding his own business eating chinese and he's gunned down and, and i swear that guy has been the victim in like i swear two dozen of these that that actor i he he's never like a big role in hallmark but he's always he's usually the villain or yeah it's gets killed <laughs> yeah I don't know who he, he is. He's, yeah. he, the thing is, he's never in these movies long, movies that long because he's either dead quickly yeah. or is a red herring and is taken out yeah. in that way. So I am right there with you. I'm like, I've seen this face. I feel like I know this guy. He's never in these movies for more than an hour. Poor thing. Yeah. He was the 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 victim in the first morning show mysteries i know that one for sure and right uh and then he was also the <laughs> the the guy who tries to blackmail aaron Krakow in the uh the second finding father christmas movie and which made me bonkers that movie i, I hated that movie uh yeah he was the one who was like i'm gonna tell everybody about your family and whatever <laughs> that's right oh my gosh yeah people are really dying for that gossip on the uh on the dead you know stage actor in like connecticut or wherever that is i'm telling you gonna be scandalized (laughs) so stupid (laughs) it's the worst it made me crazy uh but anyway (laughs) so he is just trying to eat chinese gun down and uh so that kind of gets things going and the red herrings we have uh alexis mchale is her name that she might be having an affair with Mm -hmm. and she hates uh her uh, she hates this guy mitchell mchale her husband she hates him she's very bitter they're not 
bot. And <laughs> uh, and then you have Billy Poole, who uh, has is having this romantic relationship with Alexis. And uh, then you have Vicky Lynn, who got a better version of the Sleuther app and found out that uh, it was all a hoax. And mm-hmm. he is the girlfriend of this guy, Ray, who got killed. And, yep. and then you have uh, Tim Bishop, who was on the, on the, it was a former boyfriend of, uh, of Amy and was on the roof with Mitchell when Mitchell becomes victim number two. So it's very suspect. And, <laughs> and then you also have sort of a shady cop in the guy named De- uh, Detective Roma. Uh, that's kind of a, a not very uh, trustworthy cop. So you got kind of a lot of things going on here. And, and then, but there were a couple really good things. So I really dug the, this Tim Bishop guy, the ex, and I hope they use it again. Me too. I, th- I thought that he was great kind of competition for yes. Travis without question. And I thought he was very dishy, very handsome. And Me in fact, I, I liked him so much that I contacted him and we did an interview with him last week. So <laughs> definitely check that out. Cause he's, Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> His name's Matthew James Dowden and he has like a crazy life. It was really fun. And I was just, I was like I don't think they, they, I think I'm, there was no way that was a viable red herring because he's just too handsome. <laughs> yeah, see, and I I loved him immediately. Not that I always can spot these red herrings, but I was like, no, he's yeah. too he's too. There's too much potential to use him in the future. I'm sorry, he's such yeah. a great right foil, Travis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I absolutely loved when. Uh, Travis and Graham show up to the to the TED talk, and they're in their like tuxes, looking nice. <laughs> like, yeah, loved it. it was loved so it, and I loved the whole scene of like them deciding that Travis would drive him yeah. to the um, to the TED talk situation, yeah. where he's like, um, neither of them really wanted to just come out and say like. Travis did not want to come out and say, I want to know what's going on. I want to see this ex of Amy's and I want to be there. And I loved that whole scene with them deciding that they were going to go up together. Yeah. And I really like Bud and Claire and their little relationship kind of on the side is really cute. It's so cute. (laughs) So good. And they got Bud, Claire, uh, Travis, Graham and Holly all to show up for the TED Talk, which was the Dead Talk, whatever they called it. it <laughs> and I, I do think that this Sleuther app is probably the most lazy app we've seen in some time. Like they didn't even no. try to make. It was just like it, it was basically just like a MacGuffin. Is this thing that supposedly you plug in and it solves the crime? <laughs> It was so bad. Like, even when they were explaining it, I was like, okay, this is questionable, but I'm enjoying this movie, so I don't care. (laughs) What did you think of her blue kind of uh, formal jumpsuit kind of thing that she had on? It was sort of unique. Loved it. I, she 
kills it. Like, yeah. I think that Jill Wagner is so elegant and she had on, I feel like she had on a couple different jumpsuits of this movie yeah. that I really liked. I thought she looked amazing yeah. throughout. I loved it. Yeah, she's she's I mean, she's obviously really beautiful, and we kind of joke on the podcast that she's my cousin because we have the same last name. <laughs> that's right, <laughs> you're related. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but uh, yeah, so, so I'm obviously I'm obviously predisposed to like anything she's in, but she is really really good, and yeah, she looked she looked beautiful but unique, and so I appreciated that, and it was it was fun, and you definitely felt. Like, they got pretty close to a kiss, I think, at the end of this movie. It was pretty close. So close. I was waiting for it. They're, like, touch- they're like holding arms, essentially, like, almost hugging, but just back a little further so that they can have a conversation. I was yeah. just like, come on, just pull her in. And then everybody showed up. There's dad. There's friends. I was like, oh, so close. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's interesting because I wasn't a big fan of the – aurora tea garden the one with the play because i was just like this isn't even this isn't even arthur this is outside of your jurisdiction like it's one thing to kind of bother arthur but it's another thing to bother some other totally different police person and but i think because the big reveal is that the that this rachel knox ends up the the cop ended up being the murderer i was more forgiving of her being super difficult and honorary uh than i was in that one <laughs> uh right. like let the people do their jobs that's their job please just calm down and right. uh, but yeah so basically rachel she uh she was a cop and former partner with travis and then her dad committed suicide because of the business uh, going Yes, on. I think his his business folded, and so he killed himself. But I get, I wonder, like, was he still in debt, I think? Yeah. Yeah. And so she's basically, and, and she, I think she had got involved with this hoax, with this, because she was, and then when it didn't turn out, she got kind of desperate, and she was trying to kind of maintain his legacy or something like that. And yeah. Uh, so yeah this one had less carnage than the previous one it definitely did yeah (laughs) that was that was it was a grisly scene but uh but you did have mitchell McHale falling from the building and he was the inventor of the app and so that that happened and uh yeah so this one i actually really enjoyed this one i think it is my favorite mystery if you don't count Daro and Daro, it's my favorite mystery, I think, of the year. Uh, yeah. And so <clears throat> I, I'm going to give this one uh, 4.25 crowns. Pretty, uh, pretty good, I think. And I have it at 17 in my ranking currently, just because I like rom-coms better. <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> so. I hear you. I also really liked this one. Love that we were confronted with two figures from Travis and Amy's past. And I like how that kind of played out. And I just thought this was fun. Like yeah. it, I loved all of the banter and conversation. Thought Amy was so cute during her dead talk at the end. Um, with her little Sherlock Holmes call out. I really enjoyed this. I definitely give it four crowns 
thought it was so fun. Yeah. yeah. We'd like to take a second from our sleuthing to tell you a little bit about our sponsor for this episode. We are so grateful to be working with Care Of. They are a wonderful vitamin company and you can get 25% off your first order by using code Hallmarkies. And they're a really, really cool company. They paid great attention to detail with uh, everything, every step of the process. You know, this is fall. There's lots of germs in the air, a lot of stuff going around. This is a time when you need to be up on your vitamins, have that echinacea, have that other things that help you to fight off illness, your vitamin C, other things. And you can take the quiz and it can help you to figure out what will be the most helpful for you and your life. And then they send it to you in little packages with a little quote with your name they great attention to detail uh, and it just makes things really easy and i've just been really impressed with them i think uh everything i've gotten has been very very high in quality and just don't forget that you can get 25 percent off your first order with code hallmarkies so then we have ruby herring her last breath this is the second in the ruby herring movies and i do have to say i think that they considerably improved almost every aspect of it so i gotta hand it to them this was way better in my opinion than the first one would you agree um i would agree i mean on her hair alone her yeah. hair looked much better <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but yeah. i agree i think they tightened it up ruby is still not my favorite i have to say but this was an improvement yeah and they did recast her dad which was a good yeah. call uh, because yep. the guy playing her dad in the first one uh just even though he actually was her is taylor cole's real stepfather which is kind of crazy uh but i guess anybody at any age can technically be a stepfather uh but he just looked so young to be her dad yeah. it was yeah it, it felt weird yeah so this one makes a lot more sense i forgot to write down his name uh but he looked way more like her john wesley ship actually is her dad and that was way better way better so uh and i have to say i do <laughs> give this a little bit i i could be kind of superficial let's be real uh and i think that stephen hussar is so handsome <laughs> he's one of the most attractive man <laughs> he is dreamy and i I think he was in, so I watched some random Netflix Christmas movie over the oh, holidays, yeah. and I'm pretty sure it was him who was in it. It was about, like, a wedding planner something on Netflix. Oh. Anyway, it was the out. first time I remember seeing him in one of these types of movies, and I was like drooling. I was watching with my mom and we just kept looking at each other like, he is really cute. <laughs> yeah. He's so handsome. And uh, yeah, he, in this, uh, this my one and only, I don't know if you got to see that at Summer Nights, but uh, it, was, it was a weird movie. I, I enjoyed it, but it was weird. But they were trying to pass him off as this like nerdy guy who had, tr who could never <laughs> get anywhere with women. And I'm like... <laughs> it's, a, it's a stretch i mean i feel like <laughs> i get it the people of all different attractiveness levels uh can be awkward i guess but i don't know i, I feel no. like <laughs> i feel like i'd put no. up with quite a bit <laughs> for that anyway he is adorable like he is so cute yeah. oh my god and he also kind of just looks like a detective to me like yeah, he has that 
babe yeah i agree they're very true and i do like the fact that this one her entry into solving the crime is very natural because she's basically an invest she hasn't officially become an investigative reporter but she basically is and so right. like, reporters investigate stuff so it it kind of makes more sense than again a baker looking at a crime right right yeah. so i appreciate that uh but yeah so in this one ruby herring and detective jake killian investigate a suspicious fatal car accident uh, they solve the c- case then ruby finds new evidence that cast doubt on their first conclusion natalie we have this woman named natalie billings who is this uh health guru uh, of this company called natalie's all naturals and uh, she was going to be interviewed by taylor by ruby uh but before as she's coming down she ends up getting poisoned and passing out while driving so that was pretty intense that scene was really a lot like she's swerving on the road it was pretty wild yeah it really was i mean that this person could have caused the deaths of hundreds of people depending on the car accident and depending on where you know what what would happen it could have been very bad uh, yeah so it was it was interesting. but this is the only victim in this movie so it was pretty car, pretty light on the carnage so that's good true true yeah. so the red herrings there this one they didn't have that many red herrings either actually the main one was this guy named roger davis who was played by andrew francis who i do love i think he's so charming uh he is this painter and he was upset with natalie because she decided not to buy his painting called beast versus light which was all about the polluting in the ocean and what did you think about this painting uh i mean i (laughs) not great and i also i freaking love andrew francis like i love chesapeake shores i love him they made him kind of creepy in this and i was not feeling it like i i never want to see him remotely suspicious or creepy i only want him to see hack to seem happy and wonderful but the the paint like the painting scene where he paints with ruby i was like get me out of here i can't i can't watch this like everything painting related in this movie i was not feeling yeah well especially when he's like what you doing in the bathroom it's like calm down leave the lady alone she's allowed to be in the bathroom that disturbed me so much if anyone ever did that to me i would run out of their home agreed and uh and yeah like not everybody has to buy your stupid painting and he's on the the whole reason she goes over i did kind of there were it was sort of funny at least to have have uh jake in the car following everything that ruby is doing and and he's tell he's getting like more and more awkward the more that she's like painting and whatever and so there was some fun (laughs) but she goes into the into the bathroom and she finds that he has the same inflammatory medicine that was used to poison uh that was used to poison natalie and so then there's also this woman named amanda kelly who is the 
so she's the CEO of Natalie's All Natural, and we start to get very suspicious of her. <laughs> Were you suspicious of her? Incredibly. She was feeling, she was seeming a little too <laughs> okay um, throughout, like, that's your best friend, supposedly. I don't know. It just felt yeah. very, something was off with the relationship, kind of her emotion about everything that had transpired. So I was, I was pretty suspicious almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, she has, there's, she, it turns out she's been funneling uh, into money for, into the secret accounts as Abe Sloan. And she has a, a Sloan diploma on her wall and a po- she has the poisonous plant in her like in her office and and so it there's a lot of little things that kind of add up and when she sort of corner when she corners uh ruby at that the whole fundraising thing that was quite the that was the 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 art the gallery thing. that was there was all kinds of tension in that scene yeah yes and yeah. it was so funny like that scene kind of made me laugh though because they get there there's a 30 second speech and then everyone seemingly like gets up to leave and i'm kind of like is this the shortest fundraiser in history like even her friend who she's with brings her a glass of wine and ruby's like could you just hold it for a minute i'm gonna go talk to this woman and and her friend is like i was actually about to go home and i was like but you just got drinks it was the fundraiser scene was really funny yeah yeah, and them trying to like wax poetic about this beach beast versus light painting or whatever. And <laughs> you know, oh my gosh. <laughs> and and why would he be so mad if if that it, it didn't sell if he was selling it for a fundraiser? What? Right. What's going on? Like <laughs> it was weird. Maybe I missed Maybe something. Can. Yeah. But then you also have uh, you have Natalie's sister Kate who's kind of a slight red herring uh, because she has this boyfriend named Rupert who is uh, that that or ex-boyfriend that had gotten fined for polluting and that kind of they had been on the rocks their relationship between Natalie and Kate and then you also had Steve McLaren uh, who is the boyfriend of Natalie uh, but he's kind of unlikable, kind of a jerk, and he l- lost his medical mm-hmm. license. Uh, and and they're sort of they kind of bring up that oh he was put into the will, so maybe he did it to get like get at the will, right? And so that's kind of thing. But he didn't know that he was in the will, and so he's kind of quickly absolved, even though he's a jerk. And then finally, you have Sarah, the housekeeper and cook of Natalie. Because she would obviously be somebody who could have made the smoothie that uh, was sort of, there was briefly that. So uh, the we get to meet, as far as family fun on this one, we get to meet Jake's mom, the realtor. Yep. <laughs> and uh, then we get to meet uh, some more people at the station. There's Frank, the news anchor, and then Angela, who's kind of a producer on the show. And you have John Herring, uh, Ruby Herring's father, uh, who was a former crime beat reporter. Uh, and then we also get to meet Tommy the coroner, 
was, it was pretty fun. Usually these coroners yeah. and these are, are pretty, pretty fun. <laughs> They're great. They're usually a really nice moment of yeah. comic relief. They right. give us some levity. I always appreciate, I never thought I'd say this, but I always appreciate seeing a coroner. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's going to be a good laugh. Exactly. Sure. You have, it kind of ends with, they're, they're able to, uh, they figure out that this, that Amanda is the, behind it all, they're able to catch her, and then they have housewarming party for Jenny, and then you have them kind of going together, and they're getting pretty chummy with Ruby and Jake, and so that's kind of this one, and I don't know. I guess I kind of, maybe I'm giving him too much credit for improving things quite a bit. Uh, but I thought this one was fine. Uh, yeah. I have it right now at 37 because I, I wasn't, I was a little more bored in Words Can Kill. Uh, at certain parts yeah. were a little slow and this one wasn't as slow to me. Um, so I have it at 37. I'd probably give it, I can't remember what I, I think I give it three to Words Can Kill. So I'd probably give this like a 3.25 crowns yeah i i'm with you i thought that this was for sure an improvement yeah i think i might have enjoyed it about the same as words can kill because the truth is i i enjoyed both i liked both so i'd probably give ruby here um 2.5 crowns the same i did yeah. for words can kill they, they definitely improved it, and I hope to I, – I mean, and I really enjoy Taylor Cole, so yeah. I do want to see more of these. I just hope that they keep making strides. Yeah, I think you know? so. Like, I mean, yeah. for the record, my – my uh, the first one I have ranked at 57, so <laughs> that's a pretty yeah, big difference. Yeah, it was, it was low. I mean, it – it took me a couple days to watch it because around the middle, I was like, you know what? I, I don't know if I can finish this tonight. I kind of just want to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so this one, I didn't have the same reaction. I was, you know, paying attention and in it throughout. Um, and I, like I said, I really like Taylor Cole and yeah. I, I want to keep rooting for her. Yeah. And also in the first one, like don't have your, baker that's named sugar like come on let's god let's, give you, me <laughs> you already have ruby herring with red hair like let's don't be doing some literal with our names <laughs> i i could truly talk about the hair for in a full hour anyone who's listened to all the feels knows i've gone on some hair rants over the years i think these women deserve better hallmark if you're listening but her hair looks great in this one i gotta give it to her it looks so much better so new mystery premiere pilot you might say for matchmaker mysteries killer engagement and this star danica mckeller victor webster and bruce box leitner and it's uh, when a woman is murdered and her fiance is the prime suspect successful matchmaker angie works to prove her client's innocence much to the dismay of kyle the detective working the case so yeah this one i i actually liked it much better than i expected yeah but i don't know how the heck are they gonna make more movies about this like how can you how many of her clients can end up getting intertwined into murder mysteries before people are like, eh, 
I'm not going to go on that show. I'm going to end up murdered. <laughs> you just articulated my main concern about this movie. How is a matchmaker getting involved in all of in, in murders? Yeah. It just doesn't quite make sense. Like with Ruby, she's a reporter of sorts. Like it makes yeah. sense with an like, let me just say off the bat, I loved this movie. Like, I have been waiting for Matchmaker Mysteries. I love Danica. Like, I have so many wonderful things to say about this movie. Uh-huh. But I have the same thought as you. I was like, how are they going to make more? Like, how many murders is a matchmaker going to stumble onto? Like, I know that her dad's a former cop. But I just, I have the same. It'll be, you, you know what? Hallmark will find a way but it'll be interesting to see how those ways play out. Yes. And I felt like, I don't know. I felt like uh, this one at least made some sense because she was actually there as a witness to the crime. And so her being involved, but again, how can that happen more times? It's kind of like with the crosswords one, how many times can you like have murder through crosswords? Sure. It makes sense to have in one you could have one random psychopath who uses crosswords but how the heck are they going to make multiple movies after that so we'll see those are coming up next but yeah it is it is definitely a problem and i guess i don't know what they're going to do but anyway so this one uh they they tried their best to kind of work uh work it in uh but uh so the red herrings in this one you have uh you, you well so you have it started out with this party this engagement party we have the proposal on her show and uh, that's when you get to meet as far as her family fun you have her dad who's retired and bored uh you have a uh, page who works with her on the show and then violet and benjamin who are both on the show and then you have uh the uh yeah and then you have detective carter who was trained by her dad uh, and so that's sort of the the family family slash friends whatever environment uh, and one of her matches ends up getting engaged and she's going to the engagement party and emma the 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 wife uh she ends up toppling down the stairs having been stabbed i guess or shot i don't know uh and bleeding <laughs> and uh yeah so that's kind of gets things going and i i do think that this would be way more traumatizing if this happened like you could not be i mean and and all involved like whether it was the 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 declan the kid whether it was the certainly the fiance would be way more upset than he seemed to ever be uh oh my gosh yeah (laughs) yeah without question i mean she is in this like angelic white jumpsuit and jacket situation and then all of a sudden she's (laughs) holding her chest and has a gigantic blood red stain from the wound and then she topples down the stairs like it was so you would never forget seeing something like that it was just and it's like a huge spiral staircase it's just a lot yeah it was it was a lot uh and so yeah so the red herrings in this one you have piper who's a partner at the salon who has an angry 
angry kind of relationship with emma the the salon owner you have uh rachel and philip who are the coo and the cfo of aaron's company and uh so they're kind of very suspicious uh yes out i guess philip is more the red herring and he philip was on the good witch this last season who we all loved (laughs) i know and uh so that was that was interesting then you have declan aaron's son who there's so we find out that he basically stole almost eighteen thousand dollars from his dad and they're like well good thing you can steal from your from your father as much as you want and i guess if it's truly his father's money but it sounded like it was the business's money and you can't just because your father is the founder and ceo or whatever of a company you can't steal from that company just because he's your dad if it's literally his own personal income then it's up to your dad whether he's going to file uh you know file a complaint or whatever uh against you but yeah i think think, it makes no true (laughs) it makes no sense that in that last scene declan was like just going home to go to bed in his dad's house i was like son you should be in jail right now like there's no way you're just going home and going to sleep yeah well and the attitude was very like well he only money laundered eighteen thousand dollars and these other people <laughs> money laundered like three hundred thousand dollars <laughs> oh my gosh i know i was like you are one lucky kid because you should be in jail right now my yeah. friend it kind of reminded me of the whole scheme in office space when they're like it's only a penny every <laughs> and then they look at the thing and they're like oh my gosh we just stole two hundred thousand dollars or whatever uh, exactly <laughs> and so then you have aaron who is a suspect uh, and he is arrested because uh, they think it was a crime of passion because Emma was going to break up with him. And she had she'd given him back the ring. And there's some discussion of was he even, was he at the party? Was he not at the party? What's going on? And then we have Emma's uh, ex, Bo, who's the bouncer. He's kind of shady. Mm-hmm. And then you have Aaron's attorney, Rose, who was in a relationship with aaron at one point so she's kind of she's very suspect and you have what did you think of maureen aaron's very bitter (laughs) ex-wife the crazy i loved her i loved her i loved the scene she's a dentist and i loved the scene where um angie visits her at the dentist's office and while getting a little bit of intel she also gets a cavity filled i really enjoyed that (laughs) it was like really hallmark horror like it was bad like they didn't even give her any shots or anything for the pain she was just like ha ha i got (laughs) i got the drill she just started up that drill and i have to say i loved it she wasn't phased a bit that this girl was coming in here asking her a bunch of questions about her husband um her ex-husband i i loved that scene i thought it was so funny and quirky and it really i think it really is kind of a really great example of how kind of fun and funny this 
series could be like that's a moment that i don't think we'd get in any of the other mystery movies yeah they they definitely had sort of that camp level that i like in these movies like just the whole scene where she's doing her stakeout with that with that black hat and she and then then, uh uh victor webster comes in he's just like oh my gosh what am i dealing with that was so funny to me yeah and when she goes to get just to get a little information at the hair salon and next thing you know she's walking out with like red (laughs) (laughs) extensions like it's just so funny yeah that was dedication i for sure (laughs) i admire any anybody who can put their hair on the line for the case i admire it very much (laughs) and uh yeah and and there were some fun scenes like when aaron shows up at her house and she she grabs like a it was like a shower brush or something like that yes. Yes. <laughs> I, was like, I was like she might want to consider getting a conceal arts permit if she's going to be a, in these in, these tense investigations uh, i mean i'm sure her dad could help her out with that but if she's gonna be solving crimes on the side she at least needs more than a shower brush okay a knife like something right yeah and so that was fun and uh they what do you think of her and victor webster did you like them together i did i love victor webster and i really thought that what i liked about them was I like that he she got to be the kind of fun bubbly personality and he was more of the straight man but you could tell he really got a kick out of her and that made me laugh like he was really amused by her shenanigans and I loved that I loved that dynamic I thought it was so cute what did you think of the whole scene where her dad takes them to meet Lou the secondhand automobile I loved it. It was so funny. I was dying. I loved it. Like, the thing that made me laugh about this movie was they were really driving home the fact that we are in Philly. Like, right the second the credits rolled, they're like, this is Philly. Cheese steaks everywhere. (laughs) And then we've got this old, like, East Coast gangster. I loved it. (laughs) He, I love that he loved Angie. Like, he was so excited to meet the matchmaker. Yeah. <laughs> and he's there he is in his hat and his, like, trench coat. Just could not be funnier. I loved that scene. Yeah, it was really, really funny. And I loved the whole stakeout of Bo and, you know, that whole scene. And when she basically knocks him to the ground with the car door. Like, so yeah, good it was so good and so good <laughs> and i like when she's like in your face perp moments like that just made me so happy like we got a really fun feisty danica yeah. which we don't always get because she's so sweet that yeah. we don't always get the kind of sassier side, which I loved. I even loved when she had had a bad day and went to kickboxing class and just oh, yeah. like let it out on the bags. Yeah. I was like, I love this Danica, like so yeah. feisty and fun. I just could not get enough. 
And I was so proud of them because they actually used a, they actually used a, a, a search warrant to search Philip's uh, office. I, because <laughs> so many of these, I'm like, this is so illegal. Like everything is so illegal. <laughs> like, come on, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I know it's true and I loved that um I actually noticed that too I was like you know what normally they just storm in and start going through stuff um love that they had a search warrant this time but I loved the fun little game they were playing like trying to figure out the code to the oh yeah that was fun that was fun too and cute and how she stole um what's his name phone Bo or the old the old uh What's his name? The Emma's ex. Yeah. Uh, stole his phone and was trying to explain, like, what if someone perhaps picked up a phone? <laughs> yeah, and she's like, it'll be one, two, three, four. No, the sharpest tool in the shed. That one. <laughs> good. It was good. Yeah, yeah. It, it, her her sneaking into the into the crime scene was hilarious, uh, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I was just like, wow, they actually got a warrant. I was shocked. Was very, <laughs> these are very, very good police officers. That's how you know. Because those are the Chronicle. <laughs> I've not been a big fan of the Chronicle Mysteries. I think they've been kind of a mess uh, for me. And, but especially the last one, it was like, you're searching through somebody's storage unit. Like, what are you doing? You can't do that. <laughs> I know. It's rare that I... I usually, with the first movies in these series, those are usually my least favorite. I usually yeah. feel like I can only go up from there. Felt completely different about Chronicle. Like, I I liked the first one, fine, fine enough. Uh-huh. Um, but the second one, I was kind of like, I don't know, man. And I don't know if I'm just too close to podcasting for those ones to really work for me. Because true crime podcasts are scripted like and they just she's basically just a reporter and it's basically just a narration device like it's not used in an interesting way at all i just i think they could be way better and so maybe that's my frustration but but anyway so this one uh we find out that uh that rachel of rachel and philip fame that she killed emma because uh she had she was in love with aaron and was furious that he went on this reality show and uh, she planted evidence of an affair to make Maureen super mad, which I don't think would be necessarily that hard to do. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's a, she's pretty, she's pretty hardcore in general. I don't think it would take much to push her over the edge. Poor thing. Right. And so she threatens Emma to that she's going to expose Declan uh, if they don't call off the engagement so Emma is going to do it but she she's going to call off the engagement or she does call off the engagement but uh, it doesn't have the result that Rachel wanted so she's furious and then she 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 kills her so there we go and yeah I agree with you I think this was a pretty strong start uh, surprisingly I, I didn't think it sounded like how much potential, but we'll see what they do after this. But for this one, I'm going to give this one a 3.75 and I have it at 27 in my rankings. 
yeah, I thought this was a really strong debut. Um, like we talked about earlier, I am very curious to see how this TV matchmaker um, manages to get herself involved in more murders. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I would give it four crowns. I had so much fun. I loved this. And I loved that the millionaire matchmaker from Bravo, Patty Stanger, had a yeah. little cameo in the hair oh, salon. I didn't even yeah, that. she was funny. She was uh, getting her hair done next to Angie. I thought this was super fun, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Also, I should say, do you think that compatible lip shapes is a valid form of matchmaking? <laughs> okay, that part <laughs> probably knocked a good star off of or a good sound off of my review. Yeah. That entire part, I was like, this is so stupid. Like, as as a single lady myself, I'm like, I've heard it all. No, apparently I haven't because <laughs> the lip shape thing threw me for yeah. a loop. I was like, this is stupid. Because I've heard the symmetry thing. Like, that people are attracted to people with similar symmetry of faces. But, right. But <laughs> lip shapes? I don't know about that. But, uh, like thin lips means you're like organized i don't think so <laughs> no, i don't think so either <laughs> so oh, who knows so maybe that's why that we're both single of. who knows maybe we're, we're, maybe. we're paying attention to lip shape you know what you're right maybe we need to be paying a little more attention to lip shapes <laughs> Little did we know. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Matchmaker Mysteries, for opening our eyes and our lips. Yeah. <laughs> so so I have these four ranked. I have Dead Talk at number one. I have Matchmaker Mysteries at number two. I have Ruby Herring at three. And I have Words Can Kill at four. So uh, they they were all watchable, I think. This, there wasn't a, an awful one in the batch, I would say. I agree. No misses for me. I enjoyed all of them. Really, I think I'm really kind of falling in love with the Mystery 101s. I think they're mm. great, and I'm I'm really happy to have um, Jill Wagner and Chris Laha. Um, I love that they have this vehicle that they yeah. can, you know, every few months or whatever, we're going to see them together. I just love that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm always happy when p talented people get work. So that's great. And, For sure. Uh, so, all right. Well, very good. This has been so much fun. And I have to share our on Twitter. So Dead Talk is the resounding winner at 59%. Of uh, it? Yeah, of the favorite. So it's resounding favorite. And then Miss Matchmaker Mysteries, 22%. Um, yes. Yeah. With Words Can Kill at third spot with 16%. Ruby Herring at 3%. And I got some comments here real quick. We have Moments with Mercy. She says, hands down, the two Mystery 101s are my favorite. Best movie series Hallmark has. This Ruby Herring movie was, in my opinion, definitely a step up from the last one. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Matchmaker Mystery, the best role I've seen Danica in. It's a pretty high praise. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Victor and Danica work amazing together. Personally, one of my favorite Hallmark Channel pairings. And lastly, thrilled to see Bruce Boxleiter back on Hallmark Channel for what appears to be a semi-regular role. And then we have Natty, 
yeah we have nadia she says i love mystery 101 but i have to say ruby herring surprised me it was much better than the first one and matchmaker also surprised me their chemistry worked well together and the ending surprised me so there we go uh, that is some of our thoughts and i think we basically agree everybody agrees basically with that pretty much so uh that's very very good yeah and, uh, so thank you so much for coming on talking about these this was really fun i had a great time talking with you oh my gosh anytime this was a blast thank you so so much and we will i'll be back um over the holidays yes so, so that'll be great i'm really looking forward to that and so where can people find you guys on uh, social media or i don't know if you have personal social media you want to share or just the podcast or or whatever so you can find me mel and erica at um all the fields pod on twitter um we are all on twitter at some point um sporadically and you can also find us at all the fields pod on facebook yes. we are all there too so you can message us um we are texting and talking all day long so if you want to talk to any of us we are around and we are always 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 ready to discuss hallmark so come say hi yeah definitely we'll have all the links to that in the description section so make sure to check it out and make sure that you're following the podcast all over social media and on itunes and youtube please give us your ratings and reviews we really appreciate it on both podcasts check them out and uh, if you're listening on youtube please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel and you can follow me at rachel's reviews all over social media and on itunes and youtube and on ron tomatoes so check that out and uh and let us know what you thought of these films and what we had to say we'd love to hear your feedback in the comment section or on twitter that would be great and consider becoming a patron of the of the podcast we sure appreciate every single one of our patrons and we have giveaways on a regular basis that you can enjoy so that will all be in the description section to check out so thanks so much story this was really fun and yeah we'll definitely we will be talking again real soon great i can't wait thank you so much all right bye